0: Welcome to Stock Gamblers from Chocolate
1: Town, USA. I'm George Howell. And I am Chris Carbonara. Not reporting from Chocolate Town. I am in beautiful Wally World, Pennsylvania.
0: Wally World, Pennsylvania. Where is Wally World, Pennsylvania? Are you in, are you in a Walmart?
1: Wallingford, Wallingford, okay, Pennsylvania, Wallingford. right outside near uh, Swarthmore, Pennsylvania. Swarthmore College. I could walk there if I wanted to, but I would never want to. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. So outside the Philadelphia area.
1: Um, yes, yes. How, Pennsylvania. How's life? Not bad how's at life? all, how's man. How's been? been. A great few weeks. You know what? It was really good, especially I, I finally met my first um, uh, real Vancouverans. Uh, I mean, your your wife doesn't count as a, uh, a real Vancouveran, but uh, I met some really interesting no, people I... this past weekend, and they taught me the they taught me the meaning of the world. The meaning of the word "stop." Anyway. <laughs> I've I've
0: definitely ruined what my What you life. got? What's going on she with you? She is Americanized. Uh, the in-laws are in.
1: You. The best. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. I'll say the best part about your wife is because she still is not quite American. She doesn't understand all of our little weirdness. We were at the beach, and she's like, "Why do all you people have American flags up?" You're at the beach. What do you need American flags for at the beach?
0: <laughs> How else would you know that you're that in America?
1: Awesome. Exactly. That's what I said. You know, got to remember where you are. Uh,
0: my Anyway, I, what's as going you know, on with you? Because uh, as you know, because we've uh, run into each other over the past weekend, being uh, vacation neighbors, <laughs> um, <laughs> my uh, my in-laws are here. So, uh, shout out to uh, yes. to Don and Janet. And um, Don, that's Janet. pretty much it. My house is their house.
1: As it should be. As it should be. Right. Now, um, have we had any uh, more, uh, many more uh, people sign up yet? How are we doing with uh, Patreon?
0: Uh, we're we're at the same. I don't want to <laughs> be too much of a whore. Uh, but okay. uh, that. That does help. Uh, right now, if you do enjoy the show, please do tell a friend. We uh, we would like to increase our su- subscribership yes. or our
1: listenership, so uh, that would be the biggest help right now. Five Five dollars a month is all it takes to all the get all the backstage content, all the stuff that's not on the normal podcast, all the extra content.
0: It's good stuff. Access Access to our virtual stock market game, where you can uh, you can show that you are better yep. at picking stocks than we are. Um. It's funny. I was talking to my, my my kitten has been
1: picking better stocks than me.
0: <laughs> I, I was talking yeah. to Don, and he was expressing his uh, frustration with Jim Cramer and how he cannot pick a stock to save his yep. life. And uh, we also came. What's up, he make a year? What's that, Jim Cramer? I have more more than. What's he all make of a year? <laughs>
1: exactly. He's like the weatherman of
0: stocks. <laughs> you. Exactly. You just like the weatherman. You can you can do a terrible job and still be back tomorrow.
1: So there's hope for stock gamblers. Amen. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. All right.
1: You want to kick things off with a recap? Oh no, not really. But I will. For the past yeah, sure why not. For the past 18 months, market analysts have been predicting an imminent U.S. recession. However, the prevailing sentiment has shifted to the expectation of a soft landing with limited need for the Federal Reserve to hike interest rates. Now, despite this, there's a growing concern among some economists economists, about a no-landing scenario where the economy grows too strongly to achieve the Federal Reserve 2% inflation target. Grows too strongly. Whoever thought that was possible. The situation, however, would necessitate more interest rate hikes by the Fed, potentially complicating the political landscape during the election year.
0: This is just like ridiculous you know like from week to week i remember the wall street journal i think it was did a, a story uh man it had to have been when did um when did the bank start folding because of stress like the uh, silicon valley bank and um there was that I other just, one was it beginning of this year was it i think so yeah
1: like around february
0: yeah, it's really funny because uh, I, I think it was the Wall Street Journal. They did an article where it was uh, the the coming recession that's always three months away or six <laughs> right. months away. Like, this is so weird because no one can make up their mind about what the economy is doing. They just keep saying that, oh, it, you know, we're, we're going to have a recession, but it's months away from now. Oh, we're going to have a soft landing. Oh, we're mm-hmm. we can't predict anything. We're just talking
1: out of our butts. It. it because we need to say something, we need to fill time. Right. We need to make like we need to rationalize our jobs too. Why would the economy
0: not be on a complete rampage? People have been locked in their homes and everything has been shut down. For I mean, and not like all together, but I mean like the economy was stagnant right. for right. three years because of of governments pushing everything to close. Now everything exactly. is officially open. The the. Uh, Emergency, disaster, or whatever you want to call whatever everyone was in is completely officially over Of course everything is going crazy Everyone right. is outside doing things
1: No, 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 don't grow too quickly Don't spend too much money No, 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 don't grow too quickly I like, What does that even right. mean?
0: I, I have no idea we, we can't artificially control the interest rate So uh, we're, we're going to try manipulating everything again
1: Not from one end, then from the other end,
0: right? (laughs) Right. So uh, moving along, uh, Ford Motor has appointed ex-Apple executive Peter Stern as the head of its new unit, Ford Integrated Services, which will enhance customer experiences across software, hardware, and online platforms. This unit will integrate services over Ford Blue, Model E, and Ford Pro, and will maintain certain out-of-vehicle experiences, which are software and services extending beyond basic vehicle operation. The automotive industry is shifting toward a blend of digital products and physical services as illustrated by Ford's 550,000 paying software and service subscribers. This transformation sees automakers hiring customer experience leaders and bolstering online sales capabilities. This screams like Tesla to me.
1: Yeah. If well, what, I, I don't understand. It, what are they pushing here?
0: Uh, your, your entertainment packages for the car, like, uh, uh, you're, you're paying a subscribe <laughs> like you know, you're paying a
1: subscription for like,
0: I, I guess navigation and whatever other dumb crap they want to try and you're sell.
1: They're gonna they're gonna show movies on the inside of your windshield now, and you're gonna be driving you, down the highway watching friggin' uh, Deadpool or something.
0: You know, I would have <laughs> I would have a lot of hope, and I would consider paying for it if uh, if the subscription I'm paying for is autopilot with movies available. But you know, like
1: I and a bar and a wet bar.
0: Right, right. Like I I see this as nickel and diamond crap. Like this is like absolutely this is like Tesla to me. Don't sell me a car with heated seats built in if you expect me to pay
1: a subscription to turn them on. Like that that is it's like the Apple of cars too. You know we're gonna change the adapter every two years. We're gonna have to make you buy new new subscri- subscriptions every year, right? I mean,
0: yeah. And I don't get the whole Ford hiring someone from Apple to improve the. Uh, out-of-vehicle or software experiences in the car, and that that move beyond basic vehicle operation. Like to me, everyone got it right when they included Apple Play and uh, and Android Auto in the cars. Uh, <laughs> that like I don't want Ford to make their own entertainment or infotainment. Software. No, they, no. Make, they a, were, make a car that lasts. Right. They were they were terrible with Ford Sync. You know, I don't want. Right. I don't want people who you know think about how to make an engine run, thinking about how to mm-hmm. integrate my phone. That's not their job. I, I don't no. want that. I want a dumb pipe from my phone to the car. That's what I want. My phone
1: is smart. Cars are dumb. Yeah, exactly. Now, um, since you read my story, should I read yours? Are we going to switch? Sure. (laughs) Okay. rising car prices and higher interest rates have made auto loans increasingly unaffordable for many Americans. Despite a strong job market, auto loan delinquency rates have reached their highest since 2006, a trend that typically correlates with high unemployment. During the pandemic, automakers prioritized pricier models, further elevating costs for consumers. Meanwhile, many individuals who bought cars at peak prices last year are already struggling with payments and the situation may worsen with the upcoming expiration of student loan payment holidays. This this screams of the whole like mortgage crisis almost except like a microcosm of just cars now. It's like hey look except you can afford everyone, this car. Buy this except car. Except now everyone's
0: upside down in their car.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so now we're at record people not paying their cars, right? Used to be people weren't paying their mortgages. Now, yeah. Well now, but,
0: now when an auto loan costs as much as a mortgage, like it does, like the average car price right now is astronomical. I cannot believe people are paying $750 a month on average for car no. payments.
1: That is ridiculous no. to me. I know. Now I personally have, believe it or not, I have never bought a brand new car. All right, the closest I've come is within a decade of the year that I'm living in. So like right now, I have a 2013. I don't understand when something depreciates as much as a car does—the instant you drive it off a lot—why people just don't do like the, um, you know, the leftover models and stuff like that. No, no, no. I gotta have that. I gotta have that brand new car. I gotta be the first one on my block to have it, and you're paying $800 a month for it.
0: So I bought—I can think of—I bought three brand new cars in my life. All of them have been back right? to back. And the reason for that mm-hmm. was the the situation that we are in now with COVID and used cars being the price of, of what you would get a, a new car oh, for right. that started in
1: They were right.
0: That started in the DC area like a decade ago when I was living oh, really? down there. So like the difference between me buying a brand new car and buying a used mm-hmm. car with ninety thousand miles on it was like five thousand dollars. And, and when are you serious? Oh, it was it was absurd. And and I I did buy a used car down there, but it took months of me searching around, and I got a screaming deal because a dude just wanted to unload it. But I mean, like it, it was ridiculous. You would you might save five thousand dollars buying used down there, but then you're getting a car with at least ninety thousand miles, and that, oh, that 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 is <laughs> yeah. not worth it at all. So I, I bought two cars down there, and then no. when I i came up here i, I bought a uh, a different car because i needed a hybrid but i i i got decent deals on them and i've made my money back through that but but normally mm-hmm. I, I i agree buy a used car and and save some money but right now the economy is completely screwed up with car loans like we still haven't recovered from covid and all the shortages right. which is what's driving all the prices up especially with automakers deciding that they're not just going to churn cars out anymore they're they're just going to build more expensive cars which moves into the point that i wanted to talk about but if you look
1: at right well, i was going to say if you look, look lot- at any of these lots if you look at any of these car lots there's one right on um right in woodbine new jersey a Gentili ford i believe beautiful beautiful vehicles but it looks like there's nobody buying anything because the amount of new cars that they have sitting out front is ridiculous. It, are they, all these things just not moving because of that? I don't know. It, but that, that's starting gotta, to drive. there's the, got to be a breaking point. That, yeah, that's exactly. starting to
0: drive the prices down a little bit. But I'm, I'm a little more um, in in urban or suburban America than you are. And car lots mm-hmm. around me are, are like half full. Like they're, oh really? Yeah, they're they're sending all the inventory to areas like you that are are more populated. But right now, mm-hmm. okay. there there is one car, one new car under twenty thousand dollars for sale in this country. And it's like a Mitsubishi Mirage or something like that. Like like you can buy what? one model of car in this country, brand new for under twenty grand.
1: Holy cow.
0: Yeah, like the average... I must have lucked out. The average price on a, on a new car right now is like over $40,000. Yeah.
1: Ugh.
0: Yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I hope um, it turns yeah, around because I, I don't want to afford a car
1: again. <laughs> nah, everybody will either lease or ride share. <laughs> people be chipping in. Like when people <laughs> go in together on a boat, people go in, <laughs> in together on a car. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll
0: share my car with you uh, for, for the three days a week I
1: go into the office. <laughs> then you can take it for the other two days. Right. right it's ridiculous. All We're right. going to take our Yum Brands. I could take Yum Brands if you want, or you want to take it?
0: I'll, I'll take it. Yum I'll Brands, it. owner right. of Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, and KFC, is increasing investments to boost digital sales globally. CFO Chris Turner revealed that the company aims for all its global sales to be digitally driven, including methods like ordering via apps, third-party platforms, or in-restaurant kiosks. Yum's digital system sales accounted for over 45% of total global sales for the quarter, ending June 30th, a significant jump from nearly 20% pre-pandemic. While the brand has benefited wow. from larger digital order sizes and marketing opportunities, competitors are also rapidly transitioning to digital centric models. I have not run into AI yet taking my order, uh, but I have <laughs> run into a digital kiosk at McDonald's before. I wasn't a big fan of yes, that. Yes, yes. But I, I am no. a big fan of using the app to go to the drive through or to the restaurant to pick up food, either mcdonald's taco bell a few of them they i I think those do work really well and i i have had better luck um having my order right by using that
1: i haven't used them yet i have to i have to be honest i have used certain like companies like uh chipotle i've used their like online ordering system uh, a few of the ones, a few of the smaller businesses in this neighborhood that I'm in, they subcontract theirs out to like Slice or a few of the other companies for their online ordering. But I've never run into anything AI-oriented yet, so I'm kind of curious to see how that would work.
0: So you do, you do get the same amount of diarrhea using the Chipotle app as you do in person?
1: No, no, actually I get less. So that's why I like using the app better. I don't know okay. why. It's something about not having to uh, talk to somebody on the phone or something. I don't know. I like Chipotle. I,
0: I have nothing wrong with Chip... Or nothing against Chipotle. Um, and I'm not... I'm not implying that they get food poisoning like they have in the past. Um, just... Right. They, they serve beans and beans cause diarrhea. Right.
1: Plus, I don't know. It's just funny to say. Yeah,
0: I don't... I'm... All right. I am I. i do not think this is really like... You know, big news story. I think this is just uh, no. the, the way the market is going. Um,
1: well, it does jump out, though. That 45% increase or 45% of their total global sales, that, that blows me away right there. 45% of all those companies combined.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, w- it would be interesting to try and figure out if that is due to the reward system that they have in place on, on those apps. Oh, that's a good point. Or if... That's um, a good point, yeah if it's just because it's the only way they're taking orders because they don't have enough staff.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, it's another it's another point to bring up.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm really not I... opposed to this as much as I thought I would be.
1: No. I'm being tortured right now by my little partner here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're all right we now. Let's see. Okay. So you want me to do the Lyft story? Go right ahead. Lyft has launched new advertising offerings in its app to diversify its revenue sources beyond its primary ride, Hailing Service. Throughout their journey, users will now encounter display ads and video ads that are set to be introduced later on in this year. The expansion in advertising is in line with similar moves by Lyft's main competitor, Uber. Lyft intends to leverage its user engagement, with users checking the app almost nine times per ride, and it's first-party data to appeal to advertisers, the users will have the option to opt out of data sharing. So, again, you're giving more options, right? Uh, I know everybody wants to stay competitive and everything, but it seems like they're f- throwing too much at people for a simple ride-sharing type program, right? Now, so I'm, I am i don't use it really try and, much, so...
0: I'm going to try and contain yeah. myself because I I, I have stock in, in both Lyft and Uber, and I okay. hate ride-sharing. I absolutely mm-hmm. hate ride-sharing. I think America got a bad deal when, when they allowed all of these uh, companies to come in and destroy and erode the businesses that followed the law and got their taxi medallions right. and... And the insurance that they were required to have and, and uphold certain agreements in towns and, and only pick up and drop people off where they're supposed to be by all of these pirates that just came in and said, hey, guess what? We're operating <laughs> a our business here. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, here you go. Suck it, city. You're you're just going to put up with it. And we're not going to pay our people anything because oh, yeah. we don't have any respect. We just want the money. Uh, right. I hate it. But as someone who has used ride sharing before, who's, who's looking at their app to see ads that are going to be played? No, every, no, every, that, time, every time that I'm using a ride share, I'm busy trying to talk to the driver because I want to get five stars. Because the only option I have in the places I go to get a ride anywhere, since all the taxi cabs have been run out of business, is with Uber or Lyft. Mm-hmm. And I want to make the person driving me around happy so that they don't get me a bad rating so I can continue to get rides when I need to. Like how, <laughs> how is advertising adding advertising going to add more money? I do not get it because no, it's not like I don't get it either. It's not like It's not like this is them breaking into a new business model where like they're right. they're starting an ad company that's going to be running commercials on TVs and billboards. This is through your app that you're ordering right. people with or ordering rides with. And and how are you just not going to piss me off even more after you've gotten rid of the effective transportation for overpriced crap?
1: It's going to be be notifications? Like you're sitting there in in the Uber ride, or you get that, and you're going to get notifications from your app saying, hey, by the way, you might want to buy this too. Or hey, by the way, you know know what I mean? Right. Always always Coca-Cola. Now, now, having said that, I actually go out of my way not to talk to the Uber driver. So, uh, we're kind of on opposite ends of that fence. I don't really care about my rating. I just I just don't want to be bothered. So, so you've you have know, got like me, a, I'm, I'm very antisocial.
0: So, you've got like a 2.4 and you're getting ready to be kicked off and stranded in the middle of nowhere? I don't even
1: know. <laughs> I've only ever used Lyft and I've only ever done it like three or four times. So, Sharon uses her app and, you know, so we play nice well. But... Funny story, I just happened to be Ubering people this weekend and they actually hotboxed me while I was Ubering them. Can you believe that? No,
0: really. That's that's funny. not
1: not not good, man. And it's funny, they were out of towners and I explicitly turned around and said, Obviously you people have never dealt with New Jersey State troopers, have you? So but, you know, <laughs> they were Canadian, so what are they not?
0: Yeah, what do they know? So it's funny. We we actually did uh, we were we were at the shore, the Jersey Shore, uh, this past weekend with the, the in laws and uh, we did take an Uber, and I could not believe how much all of the drivers around New Jersey were chomping at the bit to talk politics. It was the funniest thing.
1: That is so crazy to me that they wanted to do that.
0: And, and like, <laughs> I didn't understand any of it at all because I got an Uber and a Tesla. I did not expect to be driven around in a Tesla for an Uber. Like I would, no. I would expect, like, someone driving around an Uber wouldn't need money (laughs) or or, i mean would need would need money they wouldn't have a car that you would think they wouldn't need money to own driving people around so Mm -hmm. i I don't know if they were just trying to spread political propaganda or or what but i
1: i I was shocked yeah i I thought that that would be the last thing they'd want to do because you know you never know who you're picking up and you never you know want to risk getting a bad review so i personally would that would be an off the topic table for any anything if I was working, you know.
0: And and let me just say, Jersey politics are are vastly different than than Canadian politics.
1: So it was uh, it was Jersey politics are different than every other state move. and country's politics. Yeah, it was exactly. it was definitely
0: a risky move on the uh, the driver's part who I guess it's just his normal.
1: And that's the thing, right? That's what we gotta worry about. If that's his normal, I don't want to get in that car again.
0: <laughs> right. I was I was glad to hop a ride with you.
1: <laughs> and then I got hotboxed, but it wasn't you. It wasn't me. No. So listen, a government shutdown is looming again. Do you believe that? Another government shutdown is looming. And if congressional <laughs> well, lawmakers, if they fail to strike a funding deal, home buyers could actually have to push back their closing dates in an already tight housing market. FEMA made a shocking announcement this past December that its National Flood Insurance Program, otherwise known as NFIP, I'm gonna to try to say nfip but it doesn't sound good, it could no longer issue new policies during a funding lapse. Now, NFIP is only funded through September 30th, and a government shutdown could upend as many as 1,300, clone, uh, 1300 home closings each day. That's a lot of home closings. Now, I don't know if you remember this, but recently, a few months ago, Florida suffered a, an issue with the Farmers Insurance decided to move out of the state of Florida because they could not afford to do the flood insurance anymore. So the countless homeowners across the nation who reside in flood prone areas and rely on this NFIP to protect their properties against the risk of flooding are going to be obviously affected by this. So the quote here is, we're strongly pushing Congress to not let this lapse. Millions of homeowners use the public flood insurance program to protect themselves against the financial risks of flooding, which can have devastating effects on homeowners. Just one inch of flood water can cause up to $25,000 of damage according to FEMA. So in addition to insurance companies starting to pull out of areas that are flood prone, now the government is starting to basically say, look, if you wanna live in a flood prone area, you're on your own. I don't know how that's gonna affect a lot of the um, southern states in particular, but it's something that's gonna have to be dealt with.
0: Well, it's funny because it's not just flooding. Um, I believe it was either State Farm or Allstate or both that have pulled out of certain areas of California now because of fires. Okay, sure. Yeah. So there are a bunch of people now where they just can't get a mortgage.
1: So that's going to affect, obviously it affects, you think about it on one end, you're expecting all the people that are buying homes, but about all the people trying to sell their homes too. It's going to affect them too. For, so for
0: sure. Yeah. I, and I know this is another problem with the already limited supply of, of, homes because that hasn't recovered since COVID either. Right. All of the, I do like happened really. Right. Yeah. Like Again, all the interest rates got jacked up because of, uh, of the inflation and, and now, now people aren't moving because of uh the eight percent on top of a mortgage so i I have exactly i don't i don't think this is going to change for a while
1: well you also got to factor in how every summer seems to be getting worse and worse i mean between flooding hurricanes and of course earthquakes and all kinds of wonderful things like that um you're going to not be able to insure your home at all anymore
0: Yeah. Yeah. uh, Man, it's a crazy world. I never thought we'd uh, live to see the day that we're in now. I I never thought that we'd be in a spot where you can't buy a house if you want to.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. You have the money. It used to be all you needed. Money and decent credit. Okay, that's good.
0: All right, let's move along to my favorite segment, Roll Them Dice, where we take five random uh, okay. companies and you say what you would do if you would buy that stock or not. First up, Carbo, Cheesecake Factory. Nope. Me neither. Why? No interest. M- just menus not, t- even,
1: not even on my radar. Menu's too big. Can't go there. <laughs> I never even saw a menu there. I've never even been to one before. I just have no interest. I was at one
0: once. It was way more than I wanted to pay for anything, and it was like way worse than a diner or Chinese menu. It was like a okay. hundred items. I couldn't deal with it.
1: And I'm sure they do them all exceptional, right? <laughs> <laughs> that we say of, if, you of, go so if you walk into a restaurant and if you walk a restaurant and there's a hundred things on the menu, just leave because they don't do anything good. <laughs>
0: I I expect it to be like Applebee's where all the food comes out of a bag that they just heat up for mm-hmm. you and, and dump onto the plate. I have uh, I have no confirmed knowledge as to whether or not that's really happening, but I, I assume everything is pre prepared and and just warmed up. It
1: has to be. Oh I'm getting nauseous thinking about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, next up,
1: Zilla Group. Bye. You, I would say buy because I I used Zillow a lot. Uh, it's a great like I like I said I always say this and I base it on what I think about the product itself, which isn't always the smartest thing to do, but I'm a moron, so I do that. But I like Zillow as far as uh, what they offer, so I would buy it.
0: I I love Zillow. I um, I use it all the time, uh, just looking for things. Mm-hmm. Um, and a podcast I had forever ago, I interviewed. One of the guys from Hot Pads that got bought by Zillow, and we talked about all the technology mm-hmm. on the platform. Um, right. Really good service. I have no idea how they make money, so I will not buy.
1: Oh, really? Okay. What about Crocs? Nah. Really? Yeah.
0: I um. I just. I think Crocs has stood the test of time. Um. I remember how they were having issues before with everyone knocking them off, but they have found uh, ways around uh, surviving, and and they're still making products. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a fan. I I, I choose buy.
1: <laughs> I actually saw one of my uh, one of my fellow employees has a um, Croc purse. Okay. It's this big. Rubber purse, but it has all the croc holes in it and everything like that. That That's kind of funny. So they are definitely. I've been to the croc store in um, Oahu, and they do have an impressive product line. I will say that a lot more than I ever expected to see in crocs. But I just, I just, I can't buy into it, man. Even my son walks around with them. I want to smack him in the back of the head, but he's bigger than me, so I can't do that. But uh, I, I just don't a like crocs. <laughs> they are,
0: they are phenomenally ugly. All, they are hideous. But, but Crocs and fake Crocs last forever.
1: Well, yeah, they're made out of <laughs> plastic. All right, Whirlpool. There's no support in them. I would buy. Um, again, just as a general product, Whirlpool um, always has a great reputation. Every Whirlpool product. I actually have a Whirlpool. Um, nope that's a different company never mind that's kenmore but i do like whirlpool whirlpool was a good company
0: i um the the worst washer i have ever had was a whirlpool it never did the really? cycle correctly um all mm-hmm. of my clothes were damp and musty all the time uh i would not buy okay garmin
1: Gar- what is garmin like the, garmin? the
0: gps company they used to make nah, the GPS for your car. All right. Uh, Garmin <laughs> they had their they had their challenges uh, a- as GPS. I-, I think they're you know pretty much done with the mapping software. I, I don't think there's anywhere okay. to go now that right. everyone has it on their phones. Right. But uh, they have had a great uh, market uh, jumping into health um, mm-hmm. and making the watches and everything like that. So I would I would buy that one.
1: So when you say health, did he actually like have gone into the medical field? Like doing like heart monitors and weird things like that? More and like... And blood pressure? That...
0: More like Apple Watch kind of thing where they have a, a watch oh, okay. for, right. for health measurement stuff, sporting okay. stuff. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. I don't have any of that but I know people who are fanatics about it so I am I think they have, have a, a pretty good uh, business ahead of them. I, I say bye
1: all right bye bye bye
0: all right just a reminder this podcast is sponsored by our listeners you can find out information in our show notes or go to patreon.com slash stock gamblers if you do want to support the show more importantly please tell a friend if you enjoy our show get the word out and text someone to uh to give us a, a listen let's go on to expert go ahead
1: Hey, wait a second. We're supported by our listeners. When, when, we when are. are we going to get paid? When are we going to get paid?
0: I'm not paying you. That goes right back into the show. You're not worth any money.
1: I'm not worth? Okay. All
0: right. Fair enough. Yeah, you're, you're stuck <laughs> working for free like me.
1: So it's like I'm um, never left TV. All right. <laughs> right. Like I'm still at. Still at. Yeah, we'll a company have... named it. It's a company name
0: redacted. We'll have a uh, we'll have a pizza party once a month. <laughs> You can have,
1: and you, I can wear a Hawaiian shirt.
0: You can have two, on Fridays.
1: I can wear a Hawaiian shirt.
0: You can have two slices of, of pizza if you do extra good. I'll make sure you can get pepperoni. One, one <laughs> topping here. One topping.
1: Okay, deal.
0: You know me well. <laughs> All right. Um, what, uh, what do we have for expert picks? What does the Motley Fool have for us?
1: Well, the Motley Fools went with Datadog, and i got to be honest with you, I am sick of these data warehousing kind of picks. Um, they've been doing you that recently like, a lot.
0: You don't like Snowflake? Snowflake?
1: No, 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 no. They were really big on the uh, the trading desk a couple times a while back. Uh, I think it was called the trading desk. They're really big on it, da- and I just have no, no interest in that. That one, and then a pick they had kind of... They were a little mealy about it last week, but um, the metal... The metal company. I like it because it's a, it's a penny stock pretty much. It's like trading at like a dollar something a share. So I know penny stocks are worthless, and I know I shouldn't buy them. But it's almost like, oh, I see something for a dollar. I must buy it. It's like it's on sale or something. So yeah, I, w- I would definitely do that one.
0: I love throwing money away on penny stocks. We should, <laughs> we should consider just doing a penny stock segment.
1: I have never made a penny on a penny stock. I've only ever lost money.
0: <laughs> if I were smart and I invested like I do on a virtual market, I and I sold uh-huh. things ever, I could make a killing in penny stocks. I have had quite a few that have run up that really? I, I've held forever yeah. and lost everything. <laughs> Thank like, oh, okay. you. That's all I, I I have found about penny stocks. The second you were in the green, sell it. Sell it and walk away. Because eventually it's coming back <sighs> yeah. around and, and bleeding you dry.
1: Hit me again. Hit me again. Yeah, yeah. Let Bust. me throw let me throw good money
0: after bad. We're we're going back up. I can feel it. I can feel it. Living in the casino, it's my turn.
1: Things are gonna things are gonna start looking up for me now. <laughs>
0: Things are going to change. I'm a winner. That, I that can Bex feel some it. loser.
1: Right. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs>
0: uh, over at uh, Barron's or Dow Jones, uh, their picks are Madeira and BioNTech. Um, I, maybe I'm wrong. I think this is bad. I, I think this is a normal motley fool uh, type of thing where okay. where it's being offered at uh, at peak. I don't think that. Uh, I mean, especially after COVID, I don't think there's anywhere up for Madeira to go.
1: No, really. But all right. What about what about Editech? Did you Did <laughs> look at
0: that?
1: No, no, I did not. <laughs>
0: All right. How about uh, for this week? Do you have any Do you have any picks?
1: Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, I'm going to reach I'm going to reach back a few weeks though for one of my picks. As far back, I think it was last week's episode or one before that. I was talking about Simbay Therapeutics, uh, and I was kind of struggling on what I was going to pick today. And then when I looked down, it, it had jumped five percent. So I figure, hey, it's up five percent today, so why not stick with a winner? So even though I repeated the pick with Simbay, I can see that George doesn't like me repeating picks, but it's okay. I it's something that I own and it's consistently performing, so you know I would be a moron not to pick this stock again. But now my second pick, everybody sing it with me. Love Sack, baby love sack. Okay, the modular furniture company Love Sack. It's carved out a nice little niche in its customizable layouts. I don't know if you've seen the commercials, but Lovesack is a, the furniture company where you can, they're in little blocks, and you can conf, you know, configure them any way you want. The covers come off. You can wash them. They have built-in speakers, all kinds of fun things like that. They're a very expensive product, but they're becoming popular. So
0: They're modular. Week,
1: yes, modular. Last week, the stock dropped 5% on news that the company may have overstated its operating income and earnings. For both the fiscal year ending January 29th and the quarter ending April 30th. But other than that, the last year it has been remaining fairly consistent. So I would jump on that because of the five cent drop. That's my pick.
0: Do you have Back any? Back lo- you. Do you well, have any? Uh, do you have any LoveSack
1: furniture? I don't have any LoveSack furniture, but I have three shares of LoveSack stock. Try so to say that three times fast. Oh, LoveSack wow. stock. love Lovesack, Lovesack, LoveSack stock. LoveSack stock. Wow.
0: <laughs> my uh, my old neighbors used to have a lovesack couch, and I yeah I can't justify the money, man. Like now, they are they don't really look comfortably expensive. They don't look comfortable. They look they look paying, useful. It, maybe, right. but if I'm if I'm paying fifteen grand for a couch, it's going to be leather.
1: And it's going to do the dishes and do your taxes and do a lot of other things for you too. They have dollars for a couch.
0: Yeah, that doesn't recline, or have a vibrator built into it, or a, a cup holder that with a chiller, or yeah. No happy
1: ending. Yeah, yeah no wishy washy <laughs> right. there. Yeah, I, I, I get
0: it. Yeah, so George, how about yeah. your picks? Uh, my picks are nothing. <laughs> I uh, there was nothing I was really interested in. The uh, the more I see Elon Musk getting into the. Um, uh, the marketing campaigns that he's getting into right now, I really want to short. Uh, really want to short Tesla for some reason. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I guess that would be my pick for right now. Until next week, I, w- okay. I would say short Tesla. And, okay. And I don't mind having repeaters. The, the stock market is, uh, <laughs> is cyclical, so uh, <laughs> uh, you know, like. For, for one week like this one here I think is only good for one week uh, I think mm-hmm. uh, that's a good one uh, Apple stock uh, comparing previous picks that, that is still doing well on the short I think mm-hmm. uh, it, it's going to go lower based on the iPhone announcement in September and I, I think that uh, GoPro also is still going to go lower with the uh, their announcement in September as well so I'm, I'm holding on to those
1: Good, good. How's Tilray doing?
0: Tilray lost me um, a little bit of money. Um, I think I lost a good dollar or so. Uh, but they're, okay. I, I think they're going to come back around. I think those uh, beer brands are only going to do them well.
1: They can't go That's any lower. Going?
0: I mean, come on, they're it's like two yes, fifty a share. How can it go lower?
1: Hey, I think the metal the metal company's like a dollar twenty a share, so it can't go lower.
0: Oh, there we go. <laughs> I should buy that so I can get another penny stock. There you go. buy normal drop in the penny
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I wasted so much money you know, on penny stocks in the last 20 years <laughs>
0: <laughs> always a fun time and then you cry
1: oh yeah there's no crying in stocks
0: think about it with Tilray I can keep buying I it I can keep buying it affordably and then as it drops into a penny stock I can cry into the beer of this, the company
1: I own brings up a good question you're buying a stock right you're putting a lot of money into a stock it's going down it's going down but it's still paying you somewhat decent dividends what do you do
0: i have a couple uh stocks that do that and uh horizon? i continue to hold
1: horizon is uh, one of them right horizon
0: Claire. horizon goes down but i i get like a share and a half mm-hmm. of, of horizon a month Great. so
1: i know i know
0: yeah might ab- as well eventually it will get in the green but I mean the way I we look know. at it for for that if it if it actually continues to pay dividends you're just getting more shares cheaper right with a dividend not? so eventually you're really going to be in the money
1: right as long as it comes back around
0: or it'll end up being another penny stock
1: yeah but at that point you already throw the money away so you're not going to miss it love them pennies i just want <laughs> all of the pennies pay me in pennies
0: Think about it. it. It can drop so low that you can you can just buy more shares with the pennies that you're getting from the dividends. Exactly. It works out.
1: Isn't that sort All of like right. cost averaging? <laughs> All
0: right. All right. That's going to wrap everything up for this week. Right in. Uh, it
1: was a fun episode. I had a good time.
0: Right into us at stock I mean. Show at gmail dot com. show at gmail dot Or look us up on our website at stockgamblers.net. From Hershey, Pennsylvania, I am George Howell.
1: And I'm Chris Carbonar. Have a great week and keep gambling on those stocks.
0: Talk to you next week.